Hello, everybody. Sorry. <laughs> I put that in the intro. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode nine of the For Real podcast. Thanks so much for clicking and listening. Uh, we're here. I'm here, Riff Dad, and it's just us. No guests today. No. Episode nine. We are answering some questions from Jingwellers, and they are quite interesting. We've got some like, which is more mind calming when practicing Kung Fu or Tai Chi? Pierce asks, is, um, if we were suddenly change course and devote all our martial arts study and efforts, what would we do? That's something completely different. We're, you know, just talking. The For Real Podcast, as you know it. Thank you so much for clicking. If you want to see some more For Real content, Instagram is For Real Official and YouTube is For Real TV. I'm blabbering on. Enjoy episode nine. Goodbye. For Real is about passion, it's about culture, it's not just about sharing a Chinese martial art, but it's about sharing the light at the end of my tunnel, and maybe this could be the light at the end of your tunnel, or you can just enjoy some really cool content, and this is For Real. Hello everybody, welcome to episode 9 of the For Real podcast, thanks for joining us. This is our third episode in one week that we're recording, how cool is that? Very cool, That's, it's awesome. I um I feel I'm getting the groove. I like how we're filming. It's cool. Filming. How we're recording a lot of episodes. Mm. Um, finding my groove and yeah, if I don't do them enough, like practice, it, yes. I'm out of practice. Yes. So the groove will be shallow yeah. instead of running deep. Okay. <laughs> All right. So episode nine, what do we have in store? We've got a few questions. Mm-hmm. From uh, Jing Mowers, yeah, and we, you know, just topics of of us. So let's start off. How how are we feeling, Dad? How are we feeling today? Um, today is the is a Friday, end of the week. It is. Normally we f- we record on a Wednesday midweek. Mm. So for me right now, in the mad, sad, glad, scared, I would be glad eight, um, excited eight. That's me. Awesome. I am, uh, yes, glad and also relieved now. I had a, a cold this earlier in the week and that had some days of write-off. So, mm. feeling much better now. Cool. All right. Well, we've got questions. Uh, let's start off with a with a fun one, mm-hmm. with a light-hearted one. Okay. From Piers. Hi, Piers. He even says a bit of a fun one. Okay. If you had to suddenly change course in inverted commas and yeah. devote all of your martial arts study study effort to studying something completely different, what would that be? Hmm. That's easy for me. Okay. Food. Oh, yes. Cooking. Okay. I would love uh if if I was to choose not to do martial arts then I would choose to cook. Right. Mm-hmm. And, like, become Ricardo. Become Ricardo? <laughs> I would... Uh, it'd be hard because I don't have the accent. There. Okay. <laughs> well, one of the <coughs> one of the free Tai Chi class uh, programs that I was teaching, Ricardo joined in, and on the first day we all get to introduce ourselves... And uh, Ricardo was the only guy and all the other participants were girls. And one of them actually came out after Ricardo introduced himself. She couldn't help herself but saying, oh, I love your voice. (laughs) And that that was it. Uh, She couldn't, she didn't say any more than that. But yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay. Cooking. Cooking. Chef. What about you? I, yeah, two, two things as I'm thinking about it. One, cooking I totally forgot about. For those who don't know... Um, hospitality was one of my very good subjects I did well at at school and I selected it I think I did it every year and the years I could select it I selected it as a subject Mm. as well Uh, so I completed a cert in hospitality which I did nothing with but I really enjoyed the cooking lessons and the process of creating practicing and then consuming (laughs) that was so cool Yep. Um, but agreed. I reckon I'd be going down that path. Mm-hmm. But also, right now, um, if I was to pick, I would do something like be a nurse 
or mm-hmm. a uh, ambulance mm-hmm. first aid sort of first responder sort of paramedic role. Paramedic, yeah, paramedic, yeah. That's the word paramedic. Paramedic. See, I, lucky I'm not studying that. <laughs> 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 but I reckon. Okay. I really enjoy helping people. Yeah. And the medical side really interests. In, wow. How's that? P.S. Nice question because I didn't know that about my son. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I, I could have guessed food. Yes. Um, but no idea about paramedic, nurse, first responder. Yeah. Well, I you are a first responder. Yeah. Senior first aid. Yeah. yeah. But I reckon that'd be cool. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, mm. talking about first responder, do you remember the other week where we kind of discovered why Panadol wasn't in first aid kits? Uh, yes, I do. Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It was like mind-boggling. Oh, right. Moment. We were in class and I think Michael needed some Panadol because he had a headache or whatnot. Mm. And we didn't have any mm. because uh, they're we, not in first aid kits. No. And I kind of realized why. Mm. And because consuming Panadol doesn't kick in until later. 20 minutes. 20 minutes, half an hour. Yep. So it's actually not first aid. No. Yeah. It's late aid. Second it's, aid. It's yeah. not even power aid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Dad joke. Yep. Uh, is that all for that question? Is I think so. Good? Yeah, uh, that's that's it for me. Right, if I was not go. to be Peace. a martial artist, I would be a chefist. She- I think it's just a, a chef. Oh, chef. Okay. Yes. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, uh, down to some serious business. Mm-hmm. From Sydney, mm. one of our new jink mowers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sent me a voice recording, mm-hmm. but I've pretty mu- I've just wrote it down, summarized what his mm. question really is. Mm-hmm. And that is, uh, which is more mind calming when practicing? He asked mm. me and then said you could answer as well. Mm. Kung Fu or Tai Chi. So, Kung Fu, maybe hand drills or mm. Tai Chi Yilus. Mm-hmm. Which is more mind calming is the words he used. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you think? Well, you answer first. He asked you. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was thinking about it as the question came and it came earlier this week. So, I've had some time to think about it. Mm. Uh what I boil it down to is not, uh, sorry, is when we're, pr- when I'm practicing, it's not what I'm doing that's mind calming, mm. but it's what my intent is when I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. So if my intent is to practice every day, which I am, mm. and to uh, keep present to myself and gain my skills, mm. that's what it is right now. Mm. And it's like I've said before in the previous podcast, it's like a drug I have to top up every day because if I don't practice, mm. then I feel out of sorts. Mm. I don't feel present. I don't feel in the moment and yep. it helps me be every day. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's necessarily what I practice, but how I practice, what mm. my intent is behind it. So okay. I can do both Kung Fu and Tai Chi mm. in that mind calming, spe- like trying mm. to keep my mind calm, but I don't do it to keep my mind calm. I do it to mm. um, be present to myself and mm. do that. Well, I suppose that being present does calm the mind, doesn't it? I guess, yeah. Mm. Yep. Maybe that's what Sydney's really um, trying to d- dis- discover in the practice is like yep. being present to self, then the, the mind is calm. Yep. Mm. But with that argument, I'm I'm doing the Tai Chi right now. Mm. Two reasons. <clears throat> One is my Tai Chi practice in the lifeline, the mm. timeline, sorry, is much less than my Kung Fu. Mm. So I'm doing Tai Chi more at the moment to get better at that, where I've done Kung Fu for way longer. Mm-hmm. And two is that the Tai Chi Yilu takes longer to do than a hand drill. Mm. So it engages me in a different way. Mm. Because uh, the hand drill is, could be as fast as a minute. It's like a sprint, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. And the Yilu is minimum average speed, what, five, five six minutes? minutes? Mm. Yeah. So it's a different sort of intent as well. Mm. But, you know, if I did 10 hand drills, that's 10 minutes. Yeah. So I don't, I think both, Sydney, I think both can be quite mind calming. It just mm. depends what your intent is, if if that's an answer you're looking for. Mm, mm. That's what I think. Mm, okay, cool. Well, um, I agree with you. I'd, I'd like to add my own experience in that 
I don't I don't believe that actually it has that the magic is in the specific art that's being yeah. practiced. Yeah. Um but there there is a formula, I guess. A formula is the best way to put it, that I will borrow from uh Tai Chi principle. Yep. And that is now three words theory, method, grind. So the theory must be precise, the method must be complex and there has to be hard work. That's mm. the grind. So whether it's Kung Fu or Tai Chi, um, we, it's, uh, well, hang on, we'll just go to the other end of the spectrum, bag punching. Mm. So could it be punching a bag um, repeatedly for an extended period, for half an hour at a time, be as centering as practicing a form? Possibly. Mm. Like I... I can't imagine doing that myself. It's yeah. not. It's that's not something that I would do. Um, maybe, maybe I would if I was thirty years younger. I don't know, but it's not something I would do now. Um, I think that if there is a clear theory behind what we practice, and there is a very complex method of practice, and then the third part is that I actually engage in the practice daily, then the magic happens in the space that I practice. Yep. So so it's kind of like uh, what I heard described this morning um, in that the art is not magical and there's certainly no magic in me. Mm. But when I put the two together, the art and me practicing the art, something happens in that space. And it's in that space that some magic appears. But the magic is immeasurable. Yeah. Uh, the magic cannot be seen. And the the magic has no value because mm. you can't bottle it. No. Right. So... I I don't believe that um, there is anything in specific about the difference between Kung Fu and Tai Chi other than if it's a language that we enjoy, uh, then you practice the language that you have fun with. Yeah, that works that, for you. That works for you, yeah. So like punching your bag doesn't work for you, but it might work for someone else. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Because they, they might be able to create a, a, a complex myriad of different punches that I would just never come up with. Yeah. It's just not me. Yeah. Um, but doesn't mean that it's it's not uh, going to be therapeutic in that way. Yeah. And that it brings presence about. Yeah. So, um, and, and like you, I currently am practicing more Tai Chi than I am Kung Fu. And primarily because I set myself the target of 100 Yulus a week for 100 weeks. So I'm in week, finishing week 80 today, or tomorrow, Saturday. So my week uh, is Monday to Saturday. And um, I've got 20 weeks to go, so I, I will be spending my time <coughs> doing the Kung Fu a bit, the Tai Chi. Tai Chi. Um, but I'm interested to see what's going to happen afterwards. Like, I don't know. Yep. I, st I still uh, will be doing 100 Yulus a week. Um my wife asked me what I'm going to do, and I said, well, I'd like to keep the same regime of practice until at least I'm 60, and then I'll reassess on my 60th birthday. So I got six years ago. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I meant by it's not what you practice, it's mm. what you put your mind to. Yeah. Because it's definitely not the material things that make you feel a certain way. No. It's how you connect with it. Yep. So. Yeah, I agree. I th hope that answers the question, mm. Sydney. Um, next question from Marty mm -hmm. is, are there any good techniques that I could, could in play to ensure that the mental snapshot that I take of a particular pose, combination, or other is the correct snapshot? Uh, what do you make that mean? Uh, well, there's two parts to that question. Oh, oh okay. He says, what I mean is, when I... <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Okay. This is what I mean is when I demonstrate opposing class, it may look correct to the teachers. It may even feel correct. But how do I know for certain that it's correct? Is this perhaps an unanswerable or possibly only something that will become apparent with time and practice? Keen to hear your thoughts on this. Mm. Cool. Yep. What do you reckon? Um... Once again, think about this question as it came through mm. earlier in the week. Uh, I go back to my time at Daching San, the mm. three-month stay, mm. where I, I learnt the alu. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was the most kind of... Uh, actually, uh, you know, it wasn't the most, but a time that I look back to where I was learning something new mm. that I was 100% dedicated to, mm. but the frustration was still there. Mm. Because trying to remember the steps or the poses that uh, Chen Shu was teaching me mm. day by day, week by week, and I wasn't—I feel like I wasn't getting it quick enough for myself, mm. and I had to find ways and reflect to how do I make this stick a little bit more? Because mm. I was so hard on myself that that was almost a blockage again. Like right, it was a blockage on top of a blockage, and it kept building up. It's a big blockage. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when I was learning the Alu, I definitely went to my kinesthetic learning experiences. Yeah. yeah. I try to not focus on looking at Chen Shu and copying his position in space, but doing that and then feeling how it feels in my body. Mm. And then that's what we call the snapshot where you go, oh, that's how it feels f- for that position. Mm. And that's a more, I think, a deeper learning space mm. than trying to remember it. Because you can only remember so much or see so much. Mm. But when I embed the feeling in my body, I get to understand the move a little bit more. Mm. And I guess it's like step by step. So I might get the feeling, but the position might not be 100% right. But I get the feeling. That's that's for me more important. Mm. And then I get corrections later on, on this hand should actually be here, but I've already maintained sort of the foundation of the feeling. So then yep. I can keep adding to my posture, the yep. yulu, the form, all of it. Yep. Um, that's how I do it. Mm. So I think actually in watching Marty in his progression lately, mm. you're getting it, Marty. Mm. You're getting it. Mm. I think I... I um, have the same thoughts as you had the same thoughts as you when learning this stuff mm. is that I feel like it's it, but how do I know it's it? Mm. I guess you just have to <laughs> almost trust yourself because mm. you're doing it. Mm. I can see that and your body is changing. Um, but maybe because it's still so uncomfortable that it doesn't feel like it's doing anything at the same time. Mm. Um, that's how I take a snapshot. I've noticed the feeling mm, and yeah. then the rest will come. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not, uh, when I, when I look at the first part of his question, um, I'm not entirely sure that, uh, there's anything that, that can be used as a reference, like another technique yep. to get right as a reference for a new technique. Yeah. Um, one of the interesting things about my experience of practice is that it's um, it's it's imperfect. Like, well, we're talking about this with Ricardo. Yeah, like the, that feeling of it. It, it, it can it never happening? be yeah. exactly. It can never be perfect. I don't believe ever our technique will be perfect, and. And it's for two reasons mainly. The first one is that um, the principle, so a principle is purely a set of words with um, with no interpretation. It is just a statement. Yeah. And then it's up to us to interpret that and make it mean something. And the second one is that our bodies are not machines. They just um, will move uh, 
differently all mm. the time. As we improve, the the calibration changes. So it never stands still. We're we're not a a uh, a machine where the it, it stops evolving. We constantly evolve. I mean, yeah. even if we looked at time, time as time passes. Um, every moment there are billions of cells dying and billions of cells replacing them. Uh, so there is no time where our practice is perfect because it doesn't stand still. Um, for me, it's it's a, uh, a trust method as well. Yeah. So if he, Marty, if you're saying that it feels correct and even looks correct, then... Part of you just needs to trust that to start with. And as our body catches up uh, to itself, because it never, um, it's like growing, our body never grows proportionally. Always one part grows more than another and, and it basically plays catch up. Then, or at least in my, my experience, um, then um, right now at this moment, the best thing I can offer is that we listen for the percussion, listen for sound uh, as opposed to um, copy a shape. Yep. So the outside stuff, um, when, when you come to class, let the instructors and myself give you some guidance. And from a guidance perspective really is based on our experience of how we've practiced and how that might look correctly or incorrectly. Uh, and then what I invite you to look out for or listen for, actually is more to point, is how it sounds in the body as well as how it feels. So the feeling is the snapshot. And if we can use another sense, use our ears to listen and uh, our mind to feel, then listen for how it sounds when you deliver a, a technique some techniques are silent some techniques are very loud and it's a matter of listening for how it sounds so uh, typically for me when i do bill sale it's a uh, bill sale is like a standard technique that i use to measure whether i am in my body so whether my kill and my geng is being expressed from me, I do a few bill cells first. And when I bill cell and I can't hear the right sound, I know I'm not there yet. I've got a bill cell a few times and then, ah, I've got the sound. All right, now so I'll try lap pay. Now I'll try come kill. And I'm, I'm feeling and listening at the same time. So I guess maybe, maybe I've answered it. Maybe, maybe it is measurable. Um, so for me, I use bill cell as the, the measure. Do that a few times first. Listen for that sound. When I hear the sound, it's like a drum, really. When I hear the sound, then I know, okay, I'm in my body now. I'm there now. Let's do this other technique and see whether I can replicate that. And it's not the sound I'm looking to replicate. It's the feeling now. Mm. Because two no two techniques sound the same. Yep. Uh, it's like uh, t no two drums will sound the same. Um that's what I'll do. That, that's that's what I do yep. right now. Uh, I don't know whether we've... Do you think we've answered Marty's question? I'm not sure there's much answering compared to there is just talking about our... Experience. Experience and... Yeah. Yeah. Mm, true. Okay. Thanks, Marty, for that. See, um, let us know what you think. Yeah. All right, we'll segue mm. to our Instagram quotes... All right. Mm -hmm. You ready? I am. We've got three today, so... Okay. You know, take our time, talk about them. Okay. If, if, if you want, anyway. So, happiness is letting go of what you think your life is supposed to look like and celebrating it for everything that it is. <laughs> I just came from having a coffee with Seeing Brian. Yes. And... I don't know who Mandy Hale is, but that quote's from Mandy Hale. Okay. Um... That's a very good quote, and um, I think Mandy's more than likely a parent at that point. Um, 
I I notice that when I am, and I was, like I said, I was just sharing with seeing Brian, and we we was talking about our experiences as being fathers, husbands, um, by comparison to when we were just single men, and um, I shared exactly that sentiment, and and that is that uh, I hear myself get really. Uh, tied up with not having it a certain way. So uh, it being life. So we don't own the house that we live in. We're renting, which means, uh, sure, we have a freedom of choosing more frequently where we live, but also the flip side to that is that um, we get told whether we get to stay or not. Um, We also have to ask permission to do anything around the house so there's there's uh, a lack of ownership like we, we it's almost like we don't really belong but we do because there's a contract in place um, I'd like to have more money in the bank so that um, I could spend more time at uh, at home rather than oh actually I'll take that back I'd still work the same <laughs> Maybe maybe my wife wouldn't have to work and she, she could be at home more often. Um, we could probably afford the things, more the things that we want as opposed to what we need. Although sometimes, sometimes we need stuff and we have to like penny pinch to make them happen. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm as affected by society as the next guy is and there are times where I get quite down on myself and and uh, feel like I'm not doing enough yeah and therefore I've uh, I've uh, this feeling of having failed as a father and a husband as a business owner uh, you know all of those conditioned stories Um. and then I flip it, and it's amazing because if in a moment I say, "Well, hang on," and and like my wife and I are only just talking about this last night, um, because we were looking at our finances and thinking about what else we would do and what other opportunities we'd like to have for ourselves and our children and etc. Um, but the moment I'm able to flip it. And say, well, hang on. Actually, not say, but actually recognize that in actual fact, in the grand scheme of things, we have a roof over our head. We have um, food in the pantry and the fridge. Um, Our kids are safe. They're well educated. They have everything they need and more. As a matter of fact, we've got so much stuff that we're giving it away like every week we 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 have been determined to give something away that we don't use don't need we've got so much like we've got everything uh material wise and most importantly we're all well mm. um and those in those moments I'm really grateful for the fact that we all love each other you know, like I come from a family background where my parents weren't able to create a harmony within the family. Um, but I know, as I was just saying to, actually I was chatting to Mark on the way home from seeing Brian, and he says, so Sifu, how are you? How are things? How is everyone? And I was thinking, wow, these are really deep questions, especially when I've just come from sitting down chatting with seeing Brian for an hour and a half. Um, and I said, well, if I were to leave the earth tomorrow, which I'm not, but if I have had my time and I'm going, I am really satisfied and I can do that wholeheartedly. And he says, oh, you know, let's hope you're not. And I said, no, I'm not. But the reason why I am is because all three of my kids love each other. And I know that if my time was up, that they would be okay with each other and that has me feel really grateful, like I'm really satisfied. So 
I listen to myself and when people ask me how are things and they specifically ask about me and my health and our family and their well-being and um, how the academy and everyone's going, no one cares how much money I've got in the bank. Mm. Actually, no one cares whether I rent a house or I own a house. It's funny. Uh, what we all do care about is whether we're safe and feel safe within ourselves and that reflects as happiness. So it's a good saying. It really Deep. is. Yeah, well, the next one's deeper again. Oh, no. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. All right. We should devote ourselves to being self-sufficient and, and must not depend upon the external ratings by others for our happiness. Yeah. That's Bruce Lee, by the way. Oh, awesome. Good on him. <laughs> um, I, uh, That's awesome. I like that too. It's funny. It seems to. We seem to find lots of things that are on the same parallel. Yeah. Um, absolutely. It's a hard thing to do though. I, I admit that it's a hard thing to do. Like it surrounds me totally. I was, I was, when I was sharing with seeing Brian, I, seeing Brian, as you know, started Jingma a long time ago, um, before he started having a family and I shared with him that even my Tai Chi teacher, um, last when he last was here in Perth, he said to me, he said, oh, he says, Gawain, when, when you get your own school, then I will do the calligraphy for Jingmo for you. And I thought, wow, what a funny statement to make. Like, um, why is everyone so hung up on, you have to be able to hang your own sign up on a place like, do we really own it? I don't believe we actually really own it. Even if we did own it, or even if we had a mortgage on it, the bank owns it until you've paid it off. And once you've paid it off, when you've had your time here and you leave, I don't take it with me. It doesn't come into heaven or wherever it is that we go afterwards. Um, you know, what is that What What is the that big deal about it? And And all the questions in my head were like, does it mean I'm not authentic now and I'm only authentic when I have a place? Because I, I, I know that um, there are so many frauds out there in any industry. They, I'm sure they have part of their smoke and, smoke and what's the words? Smoke and dagger, smoke and curtains or what? <laughs> smoke and, c you know? Fog. Yeah, the, the pretense. Yes is to look like you're solid, so you have to have your own premises. But, you know, for me, <coughs> for me, um, it's not how the art is housed, but it's actually what is created when people get together to practice and share the art. Yeah. That makes the difference. So, you know, that external external verification or validation, I mean, social media is a big one. Yep. You know, we're, I, I've yet to see anyone show anything but their A game and yeah. the bright and shiny things on social media, which is, which um, is really unhealthy for some of us who aren't able to see that there is a balance in life. It's yep. it's not black and white. It's many shades of grey. Yep. Well, um, in our last quote. Just if I forget, mm. happiness is letting go of what you think your life is supposed to look like and celebrating everything that it is. Mm. Um, yesterday morning in class, you're talking about being engaged with time. Mm. Um, do you want to tap in a little bit of that? Tap into a little bit of that because I mm. think that's kind of in the theme of everyday practice. Mm. I don't have enough time outside of class time. Mm. Um, and you talk about engaging with time instead of being, or making, or making making time. Making time. Yeah. yeah, I I found that um, that I used to say a lot yeah. that I have to make the time for this. So I make the time for that. Yeah. Uh, I, let me. Yeah. Just put the time word in here, so then the quote is there for everyone. Mm. So instead of happiness, is time is letting go of what you think is, what you think it should be, or what is what time is letting go of what you think. Time is supposed to look like and celebrating for everything that it is. Mm. 
So I've just replaced the word happy with time. Oh, right. Okay, cool. Um, so what I was talking about yesterday, which I think uh, links up with this quote, is that often I hear, and I used to hear myself say the same thing, um, that I have to make the time to do certain things. Now, what I discovered about myself was every time I did that, I created pressure. And then it, it became a, well, I can either do this or I, I have to give up that in order to do this. So there was a there was no gain in it. There was only a replacement. And on top of that, there was a pressure to create something. And I actually, it's putting pressure on me to create something that is totally out of my control. I can't create time. I'm not that magical. I don't have the power. My, I'm not an X-Man. I cannot stop time and I can't create more of it. I'm just human. There are 24 hours in a day, regardless of whether I follow the Gregorian calendar and we go by 24 hours in every day or I just go by the sun rises and the sun sets. I have no control over that, no power over that whatsoever. So it was only really through my Yulu challenge that I worked out for myself uh, the pressure thing because I noticed I was creating more and more pressure for myself in the first 20, 30 weeks of, my, of the challenge. And the pressure was that I had to create more time in order for me to do two hours of Yulu's every day. And that was crap. That was, it was really shit. It mm. was like, oh, I wasn't enjoying that at all. Not at all. And thankfully, um, my family, my wife and you kids supported me in it. So the space was left aside for me. And then I thought, well, hang on, what am I doing with that then? So so really am I not engaging? I'm just engaging in the time that already exists because I can't make any more time. And then I just gradually became more and more... Um, familiar with the concept that I was engaging with time. And when I did that, I let go of one thing, the one thing that made all the difference. And that one thing was it had to be a certain way. So when I first started out, a whole lot of pressure. It's like um, I had to have the space without anyone disrupting me. It had to be at a time of day where I wasn't tired and exhausted. Um I had to have all of the chores done in the night time before I would do the evening one. I had this, I had to this, I had to this. There were so many criteria that I had to follow that it became so rigid that I squeezed out every ounce of engagement that I had that I could possibly use. And the moment I was able to engage with time, the flip side of it was I let go of it had to look a certain way. And it's not complacency. So I, I don't believe that it's being complacent in any way or being haphazard about it or um, being crude about it and just doing whatever I want to do when I want to do it. That's very different. I'm not talking about that. There's a definite framework. So there is a YILU and I do the YILU at a minimum effort that is it's my base standard, right? And that's where I work from at that point. And now it's um, a minimum of eight at a, at a time as well, so that I am engaging at a level that is benefiting me because what I noticed was I needed six. It's my first round. I need six in a day in my first time of doing ELUs to actually warm up. Took six. So if I only ever did four, or I did one when I wanted it, and then three when I wanted it, and then one when I wanted like that, I didn't see that that was going to give me the right benefit because I needed to feel like I was in my body and my body was working at formulating the principles. So I was following the principles. So my base measuring point was that I felt like I was getting closer and closer to achieving the expression of the principle of the Tai Chi at that particular time. We've got many principles, right? So uh, there'd be one I would choose, for example. So that, that's that's kind of my journey in in all of that. Um, do, you, do you think 
does that sound right? Uh, did I cover all the points in that saying? I think I, I felt like I got lost a bit there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got lost. Or no, no, no oh. I'm just just talking out loud. Yeah, oh. I think so. I think what I took away was that time is always going to be there. It goes past. You know, like Nemo, that Nemo movie that they go. What's that current? Oh yeah, no, I can't remember the current. You know, name. You know yes, yes, about yes. That the current is just flowing, and yep. whether they join in on the outside, when they join oh, in, yeah. it's just going. They're part of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when they're in the when they swish off the outside, they take the exit, and they're back to the normal ocean. Yes. So I see that current to be time. It's uh, constantly going. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can, you know, be frustrated that there isn't enough. We can try and make more. We can whatever on the outside. Mm. It won't affect the inside. Mm, mm, mm. Um, and with practice, you know, all those conflicts is our barriers. Yep. Sometimes what I thought when I first started and watching you as well is like, I have to wear my uniform. Mm. I have to be in the right pants. I have mm. to have the right shirt on. Mm. I have to have heaps of space. Mm. I need the right shoes. Mm. And when I didn't have all those things, it's like, oh, I don't feel like doing it then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, you know, mm. there's a whole lot of things um, yeah. that it should that we think it should look like. Yeah. But we should just using this quote celebrate for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go back to old days. So what did what did they have? Just nothing. Nothing. Didn't have a uniform. No, exactly. Didn't have a belt. Didn't no. have a uniform. Didn't have shoes. No shoes. Well, you just you just you practiced in what you were wearing. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. So there it is. Yeah. All right. Third segue. Okay. It's from Gary V. Our okay. mate Gary V. Okay. It's an illustration with. Uh, we uh, don't know his first name, mind you. Oh well, you know. Our you mate feel Gary like v. he's mate. Yeah. <laughs> um. It's a. You can have a look. I'll show you in a second. Okay. But it says you're not lost. You're just really early. In the process. Oh, you're not lost. You're just v- early in the process. Okay. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. I can relate to that. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's kind of like walking, isn't it? If we're, we're so far from our destination, we haven't traveled the journey, so we have no idea what it looks like, it would feel like we're lost. Yeah. I mean, and often I, I hear that... <coughs> I often hear that and see that in people who are first venturing into coming to the academy and they're investigating whether Kung Fu and Tai Chi is for them and then second of all, whether our academy is the place that they would feel comfortable. Yep. And it, it's almost like they're lost yep. because they have no idea what it looks like. Yep. Uh, like the young lady that came in last night, Ashwita, um young graduate from medical school, um, coming to discover Tai Chi as a ongoing well-being um, lifestyle for mm. herself and had no idea, really. Yep. Had no idea. As a matter of fact, last week when she came, she got lost. Yeah. Literally, yep. on the way yep. to the academy, she got off the train at Leaderville Station and walked um, I think West Leadable. West Leadable. West Leadable. What did I say? Leadable. Oh, sorry, West Leadable. And she walked south instead of north. Yeah. And w- was going further and further away from the town hall. Yeah. And then this week, she uh, she knew exactly where to come. Yeah. Uh, and for her was as I was listening to her and observing her, it was everything was really new, and it it feels like you're lost when it's you don't even know whether you're remotely correct. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, but it's just early in the piece. Yeah. yeah, very. It was like her first hour and a half ever in her entire life. Yeah, she's learnt and moved like Tai Chi. Yeah, well, in my um, group sharing with the Tai Chi people in the middle of the class, um, sharing with Sing Ben, he was talking about how I added in this detail in the negative circle for him that he said it feels like I've been doing it wrong the whole time, mm. and I hear that a lot. But mm. the analogy I shared with them as a group and in feedback to Sing Ben was that think of ourselves as a really big wooden cube mm. and our movements are very clunky, doesn't feel correct. Maybe we're right, maybe we're wrong, but we're just doing it because we're copying the instructor. Mm. Um, but in practicing, 
in grinding away at the practice, mm. it's like we're shaving the, the edges off of the cube. Mm. And then I asked them, you know, what are we left with when we shave edges off? And they said, sphere, circle. I said, exactly. And then when you push a circle, oh, sorry, when you push a ball, a sphere, up the mats, it just goes. Mm. But it did, But it didn't start off like that. Mm. It's all the hard work that was put into it, the symbolizing, sim- the symbolic representation of cutting off the corners mm. cutting off the corners for me is the the practice mm. the getting into the weird positions feeling through the the struggles and stretches in tai chi but now that i've had this move in for you sing ben it's not that you've been doing it wrong the whole time mm. we're still a cube mm. we're, i've just cut off an edge for you corner corner mm. edge corner 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 um and i shared that with him because i didn't it looked like he was beating himself up about I've been doing it wrong this whole time and mm, all that mm, stuff. Mm, and Sing Ben's been training Kung Fu for a long time. Mm. So, you know. Oh, since Elder Street. Since Elder Street. Um, and even training for a long time, that can still creep up. That mm. feeling of, oh, what am I doing? I've been doing it wrong. Well, I'm lost. I don't know where I'm going. Mm. But in the process of that spot you're practicing, you could be just really early in the process. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, cool. All right, back to the questions. Okay. Well, my one's a yeah one one's a question from Jung Su. Who that? That's that's I don't know some Asian dude, <laughs> and one's <laughs> Ali. Okay. okay, let's hear it from the Asian dude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, well, for me, I wrote this down because I'm a believer of everything that that we've done and have gone through has led us to be us today. Mm-hmm. However, what would you say? To your younger self, Dad. What would I say to my younger self? Yes. Gee. First thing that comes to mind, and I'm just going to stick with that. Okay. You'll be okay. Right. That's it? That's it. That's what I'd say to my younger self. Yep. You'll be okay. Well. Mm. Do you want to, that's it? That's it. That's well, it. that's the question, huh? Okay, yeah. From the Asian dude. From the Asian dude. <laughs> well, All right. d- you want me to elaborate? If okay. you want. Yeah, cool, cool. Oh, yeah, I'll elaborate. Um, I, I've discovered that I spent the majority of my life, um, right even through young adulthood, to about, um, to about the age of 30, um, and I'm only 54, so that is the majority of my life. Um, trying to get the approval of anybody, uh, predominantly my parents. Mm. And what I've discovered in all of that is the underlying feeling I had was that I was scared. And the underlying feeling of the scared was that I was terrified. And I think, I don't know for a fact, because I'm not, we can never turn back time. Um, But I think that my terror uh, was fundamentally fed by um, a lack of connection with my parents. So... Of course, they were doing the best they could at the time with the resources they had. Um, but what the net result was is that my terror became so huge that it became silent. Mm. So I, I recall, and my default is whenever I am challenged by anything that has me feel terrified, I go quiet. My, that's my default. I, sh- I shut up. I go poker face. You can't see any emotion on me. It's like my my wife, that triggers my wife greatly when she's trying to get a response out of me and I go into fear and I go poker face. I'm, I'm, I'm not agreeing. I'm not disagreeing. I'm not, I'm nothing, right? Um, so I see that in me. And so th- the realization is actually even after all of that, even after all of that terror, I'm okay. Mm. So 
what I would tell my younger self? You're going to be okay. Right. Mm. Okay. All right. Was that was that too deep for you? That was good. Okay. Alright. So Ali's question. Okay. Alright. So in our Jingmo group chat, mm-hmm. I shared that we're doing two podcasts today. Oh, on this Wednesday. Week? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um she goes, uh prompted by you stating that you're doing two podcasts today. And you were clearly unwell yesterday. She talked about me because I was, oh, yeah, I was yeah. quite sick you on were. Tuesday. Yep. Yeah. You were. As a small business owner as of the academy, that is your joy and passion. How do you make space for rest when it when it is needed? I know you ask your community to back you up and step in when days are, when days off are actually needed. But I'm particularly particularly curious curious about that grey area that inevitable uh, arises when your work is much more than just work. Do we read again? It was a big, it was Please. a long one. It was very, it's very Asian. Yeah, the way you read it. Oh man, I don't have my, gla- I don't have my glasses. <laughs> oh, yeah. put on your glasses, see the light, read the words. Okay, that's better. I was trying to like squint and read it. That's why I couldn't read it properly. That's why my you bad. look so Asian. My bad. My bad. You were no, squinting. I look Asian because I was born Asian. Right. Not because I was squinting. Racist. All right. Uh, ready? Okay. Yeah. Right, let's right. do it again. This time, it's going to make sense. Jesus. Oh, that right. got nothing to do with it. <laughs> Prompted by you stating that you are uh, doing two podcasts today and you were clearly unwell yesterday. As a small business owner of the academy, that is your joy and passion. How do you make space for rest when it is needed? I know you ask your community to back you up and step in when days off are actually needed, but I'm particularly curious about the grey area that inevitably arises when your work is much more than just work. Mm. Good question. Is that better? That was much. That yeah, was English. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Well, answer it. She was, you answer it. What do you mean you answer? You, you answer it. But it was you get question sick two. Too. You get sick too, mate. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> you get sick too, mate. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, for me, for me, it, she's right. This is not work. I've never worked a day in my life. Oh, actually, I tell a lie. There was periods of time when um, my mum wanted me to be a travel agent and I would go down during the nine to five time to sit in an office desk that was work that was hard work it's boring yeah I couldn't do it uh, so I left <coughs> um, it's a very good question I I do on a daily basis take time to prioritize and for example um, when I'm not feeling up to uh, a daily post, yeah, um, I will not do it. I just won't do it. And I had to check with you first a couple of times, and and I, I think the first time was a Wednesday when I realised I just there was I could not physically do three things at once. Yeah, and I said, "How did you feel about me not doing the daily post today?" And you said, "Don't do it, Dad." If you if it's not your best, don't do it. Just yeah. leave it. Yeah. And so I, it, it happens like every day, Ali. I I I do not complete my urgent to do list every day. Um, at the expense of my well being, mm. or at the expense of my children's or my family's well being, we we always consistently we consistently and for the majority of the time prioritize our well-being over and above any work um which you know in some cases leads to getting fines for things or uh, being late for things and or missing out on opportunities and stuff and i um so different too it it yeah, is to, I, to normal stuff. Yeah, to exactly. I uh, we have deadlines and stuff like that 
You know, and and we we create our own pressure, really. Yeah. Um. But I don't ever anymore. Yeah. Uh, prioritize uh, work over my well-being. Yep. So, and you're right. I do get sick at times, and uh, the great thing is that the way the academy is now, um, where we are least committed between 9 and 2.30 when I need to lie down and have a good sleep solid sleep I do it's just that's it because we can but it's taken a lot of years to get to this point because I had to separate the academy from the rat race Um, I call it rat racing in inverted commas it's not meant to be a judgement call it's just uh, the the norm the the normal work day yeah uh, it, it took a, it, like it was a very scary time in 2012 when we eventually said, no, this is, this cannot continue anymore. We cannot be doing it the way we're doing it any longer. This is not healthy. And we had to step away from it. And I'll tell you what, it was the amount of arguments that we had at home, Marianne and I, about what we've done and the amount of questioning we did and the amount of pressure that it caused because it was, it was so scary to do that um, because it was uncharted territory we'd never been there before so um, it might look like we can do everything all the time but I know for a fact I don't what about you Uh, no well and I'm in like two minds because I was recently sick as well. That's yeah. What, like, that's what prompted Earlier this question. Yeah. Um, and that is, one, I kind of keep up my practice. Because oh. it helps, I feel like it helps. It definitely helps me personally, but it feels like it helps my body uh, stay on top of the sickness. Mm. So we talk about the three parts, mind, body, spirit. Mm. My mental self was the hardest on Tuesday morning. At 4 a.m. when I woke up, I had this raging headache. My body was heavy. Mm. I was sniffly, coughing. Um, but I woke up at 4 and got there by 5.30 and opened up and all the guys helped me set up and stuff like that. Talk class and then went home. Mm. Um, so th- my mental self, it was really hard on the drive in and waking up to go, nope, stay in bed. I don't want to do this. Mm. Call in, you know, call call dad. Just tell him you're you're too sick. Mm. Just just don't do it. Just go, blah blah blah, 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 blah all the blah, stuff, blah, blah. all the stuff. Blah. It feels like all the negative stuff that mm. was happening to me. Mm. So in my mind, but on my flip side, I was going, nope. You know, you you're all right. Keep going. Mm. Stay in the routine. You know, you're gonna get people gonna rock in anytime soon. They're gonna help you set up the mats. Just that sort of mindset. Mm. My body, I helped it by kept keeping practicing, mm. help my, my my blood flow, and help my body. Uh, it feels like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Unblock the blockages mm. of sickness mm. throughout the day, and then my emotional self was just constantly checking in, making sure I'm not, um, uh, not making sure anything. Just constantly checking in, see how I'm feeling, and I feel like keeping those three in check. Helps me stay on top of everything. Mm. And staying on top had really helped me. It was a three-day sickness. Like today, Uh. I'm probably good. So it was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and by Thursday, I was all right. Yesterday. Yesterday. Mm. Um, So that's one. I keep Mm. up my practice, keep up my stuff to stay on top of it. And two, one thing that I've always tried to do, but now I've done it more this year in general and you talked about it a little bit, Dad, is that resting thing. Mm. When I went to Vietnam, uh, my mom used to live there. When mm. I visited her during school holidays, we went, you know, out and about during the day. And then we came home or came back to the hotel app, uh, like, from midday. Mm. And she said, no, we have to go. I said, oh, why? Like, let's keep going. She said, no, no, because everyone's shutting down. What do you mean? Everyone's going to rest from 12 to about 3.34 and then Vietnam opens up from <laughs> 5 5 to you know 1, 2 in the morning, morning yeah. and then their routine's that so everyone 
the whole city shuts down for a few hours in the midday yep. to rest and then wakes up again to function again. And I was like, well, that's interesting because, you know, in Vietnam, I did that too. I, I slept and I rested in that period of time. Mm. And then we went back out for dinner and it was great. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's different. And I've always tried to adopt that here, but because our day is nine to five, it's very hard mm. to do that. But now I feel like with the flexibility and freedom of our routine and lifestyle, there mm. is time to rest in the middle of the day because we have no classes mm. um, after lunch, which I, I try and do every single day. I mm. just... Whether I sleep or not, I just try to zone out for half Down an hour, t- 45 downtime. minutes. Yeah. Mm. And literally zone out mm. and not do anything, not think, or try not to think about too much and yep. just, just be with myself. Yeah. And that's how I balance it all, mm. really. I guess, I guess, Ali, it's if we looked at, and I was thinking about this as, as I was listening to Sing Sung, then um, I guess it's, ecosystems if we look at how you and i because i'm australian born as well and i know that in our society we have a certain rule set and a certain belief pattern if we looked at that as being an ecosystem that is fundamentally uh, sealed it's just it's just the way it is and we looked at the possibility that there is another, a different ecosystem that we could uh, adopt, then the rules would be different. And uh, I mean, just listening to Sing Sung then talk about Vietnam, I mean, it's a, it's a different place. It's a completely different place with a different history and a different culture, different temperature. I'm sure there's many reasons why it would support that the whole city shuts down between midday and, and 3.30. Um, I mean, it's tropical, so it's already hot. Yeah, right. Yeah, and everyone's had lunch. I mean, that's one thing that popped in my head. Yeah. But the the point I'm making is that um, it's an ecosystem, so it's different. Mm. It doesn't mean that it's better or worse. It's just different. So we are we've kind of like here in Perth, we've got our we've got our feet in both camps. Mm. So we're operating an academy, which is a business that lives in the uh, standard um, first world white Australian business ecosystem. Yep. So it has a particular culture and a particular pattern of what's acceptable. And, um, you know, and one of those, one of those things uh, is that um, when you get sick, you have time off because that's what you do. Mm. Whereas, uh, what we're saying is that, well, we're in a different ecosystem and even though it looks like we're struggling, there's something about the support of this ecosystem that means that we don't collapse mm. necessarily. Um, and I'm sure if we you know, got to such a point like a virus in, infected the body or, and, oh, look, I had it a couple of months ago. It wasn't a couple of months ago. I, I had a viral infection. I kept practicing. I kept turning up to work every day. Um, and I felt better and better each moment I was able to do that. Uh, and I kept myself isolated so I wasn't spreading the germs and all the rest of it. Yeah, well, at, at night class, I had my hand sanitizer and tissues by the stage. Yeah. That so you just kept every, doing your thing. Every time I coughed or whatever, I sanitized mm. my hands again. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So I guess it's, uh, if I think of it that way, it's probably easier to comprehend how it is that you do that. And I think what I'm hearing also in your explanation is that there's an undertone of being present to yourself and checking in at any moment. Mm. Just measuring as you go rather than making a blank statement uh, to, to to take a day off or not. It's like measuring in and um, doing that forward and back because there's no black or white, it's grey. Doing that forward and back around the logic as well, because mm. there's a logic to all of it, um, that, well, do I need to? Well, maybe not, but is it going to be the same as as uh, another? Day? Well, no, because everyone arrives and then they help me, so I could actually call on them to, so I can do less and they can do more. And, you know, that sort of bouncing forward and back just takes out the, the harsh uh, edge of the, it must be this way. Mm. 
So it, it's and it can go both ways. Uh, it can be no, must you must turn up to work because you've already used up all of your accrued sick leave, mm. right? Which is pretty crap. Mm. Uh, or the other side of the coin is uh, I have accrued sick leave and I'm just going to use it. Yeah, but I don't really need it. But I'm just going to use it. Yeah, you know. So it goes both ways. Um, I I think the underlying uh, what I'm hearing in your explanation is the underlying. Stay present to yourself and just do what's the best thing for you at that that moment. Yeah, I just yeah, because that's what you were doing mm. all that way. You were doing the best thing for you at that moment. Yeah, uh, and holding yourself because none of us like to be sick. No, so it's not like we get intentionally sick in order to have time off. You want time off because you just need it. Then that's what you have. Yeah, mm. yeah. So that's how. Yeah, that's how. That's how it is. Cool. That's what I notice. Nice. That's an hour. Wow. We both have places to be right now. We do. Well, next. Next. So yes. let's let's wrap up this podcast. Okay. All right. All right. Anything else to add? Last words. Last words. Thank you very much, everyone, for your contributions. I feel so grateful for the space that we all share here, and um, for the support of those who, and particularly those who remain, who asked to remain silent. Um, giving us the opportunity to do this podcast without their support, we wouldn't be here. Yes. Yes, thank you, everyone. Did you know we've, or all our episodes, mm. uh, we've got one, we've got seven episodes up. Seven episodes, yeah. We've had 220 plays in total. That's pretty cool. That's yeah, like 30 plays each. Something like that, yeah. pretty much, yep. Yeah. See, I'm Close Asian, to. I do the maths fast. Close. Oh, I'm not. I'm not good at maths, mate. You're not Asian or you're not good at maths? <laughs> I'm not good at maths. Don't squint. You look an Asian. <laughs> All right. Okay, Ron. Thank you mm. for listening to episode nine of the Furu Podcast. Episode ten's next. Double digits. Oh, you're. We're growing up. Apparently, we're up. apparently, mm. Pierce said, do you remember he said, people no. don't go past like five podcasts. Oh, yeah, people right. start thinking it's a good idea. Yeah. And then... Don't go past five. Yeah, don't go past five. The average. Cool. Boom. We've passed halfway. We've grown up. Yeah, mate. Well, we're not yet. We actually have to have the 10th one. Yeah, okay. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for listening. Uh, You can find more For Real content on Instagram and YouTube. Instagram is For Real Official and YouTube is For Real TV. Uh, F-U-R-E-E-L Official or TV for those contents. And you can listen to our podcast anywhere now. That's cool. Oh, by the way, if someone out there who's not a Jingmoer in our community now have questions, can they, is there somewhere they could write in to ask a question? Yes. Where's that? Any on our socials. Any of the socials? Yeah, yeah. I reckon Instagram be easiest. Just, you know, comment on a photo and say, this is for your podcast or something. Mm. And if they don't have Instagram? YouTube. Okay. And if they don't have a YouTube handle, can you write a comment without a login? Um, maybe. 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 Mm. Maybe. Because I, I think maybe you can't. Mm. Maybe we can think about that for next time. Yeah, maybe. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the answers, so. Okay. Yeah. Well, don't you know everything? No, no, I don't know everything. Oh, why oh. do we sound Chinese? <laughs> Alrighty. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys in episode 10. Woo! See ya. Bye.